Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to be with you again for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Hey, uh, are you there? Are you there? Let, drop us a line. Send us an email. Drop us a Facebook chat. Uh, we want to know and hear from you. Uh, each week, we try to have some special guests come on here, and um, Atul and I, we pray about who to have, and we really prayed about this next guest. I don't know. I didn't pray, Pastor Jay. I think maybe you did. Okay. <laughs> well, that's Cedric edifying. Just, Cedric just gave me $10 a few weeks ago and said, please get me on the podcast. <laughs> I am kidding. Okay. Something to edit <laughs> off the podcast. Here we go. Man. <laughs> We're just having a little fun. I'm just, just because Cedric is here. You so. get ashamed our guest here. <laughs> All right. Well, our Look guest today, who's crying in laughter right now, um, Cedric Tanksley. He's an awesome father of five. He's a police officer and he's a fa- <laughs> he's still laughing. <laughs> he's a faithful man in the body. Hey, be good over there. I'm sorry, we just had to have a little fun. Okay. And uh <laughs> I can't be serious with you guys doing it. Uh no, it's all good. Hey, so the right. topic today, Cedric, and you can go anywhere you want, but we're in unique days, uh, and I thought maybe you could talk to us a little bit about how to lead our families uh, in these day in these perilous days. Like as a dad, um, you know, as as someone who has a full time job as an officer, I'm sure you see a tremendous amount of things throughout your day. How do you process life? How do you lead your family? And how do you maybe speak to your kids? Uh, whatever's on your heart in that in that context or whatever else God puts you on your heart. But uh, just great great to have you today. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. You guys are special. At least, <laughs> at least, at least you are, Pastor. Oh, oh, I don't know oh I guess he guy. got me back. I don't know special needs guy. over yeah. there. On the other guy <laughs> might be, be a little bit. Special needs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs special help. Uh, no, 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 no. 1-800-GET-HELP uh, or something? Get Oh my goodness! Oh my God! That's why he's doing the podcast. We're going to be just laughing all the time. What are you doing? You man, you the one that did it. He started it. You know, no, no, no. On a serious note, um, this took me a while to learn this, though. You know, uh, I don't like cliches. Everybody always talk about where they came from and their situation. However, for me, uh, learning to be able to raise my family. I had to learn how to step outside of myself and actually like lean on something much greater than myself in which I don't know if I fully have the understanding of how to, but I know that when I see God and I know that I pray first, that's my thing. You know, when I pray first, I get led. I don't have to worry about trying to do it within my own inner strength, my own capacity. I know that, uh, God will give me the vision, the direction, um, you know, I used to always think it was me and want the light to be on me. However, it doesn't have to be on me. And learning that and having a great companion, you know, uh, my wife is amazing. Uh, just having her in my ear and just, you know, her thoughts also keeps me grounded. And I think that that's just one thing in this day and age, having having that ground ship, having something to keep you grounded and, and, and aligned. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I like the word aligned. You know, a lot of people that I share the gospel with is like, man, you got to go to church, this and that. I said, you know why you go to church, man, to kind of get realigned like a vehicle. You know what I mean? When your vehicle is not aligned, it, it kind of veers this way, kind of veers that way. You take it to the mechanic to try and get it realigned so that way it has a straight growth and it's vertical. You know what I mean? And and it's kind of like you go to 
I come to church, I get realigned. I get put back in line. My wife every day realigns me. Mm. You know, and it helps me to uh it helps me to stay grounded and to be able to gather myself to to be a father. To be able to do the things that I do. It's not easy. Mm. It's not I'm not saying on my part. I mean anybody can work, you know, but to be able to have that full understanding of of family and, and putting that first, you know, I, I just tell you one day, uh, you know, I've been blessed to to be an officer for coming up on 21 years, and uh, and I've been blessed to work in community, and uh, I work with police explorers, so I got about 37 junior police, and I have about maybe 20 uh, big brother, big sister teenagers that we work with in my unit, but my wife keep me grounded, and this is how she keep me grounded. I love the fact that you're down there investing in them, but don't forget that you got your own children at home mm-hmm. to invest in as well. Yeah. And that aligned me to help me to see, like, that's right, the time that I'm putting in there, <laughs> there ain't no excuses. When I come home, I have to make sure that the time is given to, to my children, you know, and it's so easy to forget that. It's so easy to get caught into, you know, your work, you know, and everything that you're doing with work, and it's like, well, what about us? Wow. You know, so... It's it's really interesting because um, I think about uh, six months ago you shared at the men's breakfast and you said something about your son asked you a question. Can you? Uh, I don't, was it about faith that he? Uh, what was? Do you remember? Uh, you want me to crown here? Yeah, I that I, I that was the whole point. <laughs> no, I no. want you to. T- can you talk about that moment? that you shared with us men uh how that impacted your life that the question that your son asked um well it was it was more so of it was is really God using a reflection so you know i had something built up inside of me that just wasn't right and and uh i wasn't being a good example at that moment and i said something out of my own flesh like man you know whatever it was it wasn't something that he should have heard but it wasn't like derogatory or vulgar it was just something I said uh concerning a person that was in my presence and and he turned and looked at me and he said dad you got hate in your heart mm-hmm. and he said you might want to pray about that and it tore me up it how old your up. son uh miles is 15 now miles is 15 wow. and, yeah at the time miles was probably 14 13 going on 14 and it just <laughs> man that tore me up because Right at that moment when he said it, it was kind of like God was just speaking through him, like, grow up, mature wow. in that area. Is that actually how you want him to be out here looking at people? Mm. You know, and it's like, is that what you, that's the influence that you want to give to him? Mm. Nah, man, you got to grow up. Yeah, the reason I asked that, because um, a lot of times us dad think that we know everything, but we really have no idea what we're talking because there's no manual that comes when your kid is born and God gives you in your hand and you set you now you have to raise this child and like we look at each other to our spouse and say what are we going to do with this baby how are we going to raise this baby <laughs> that next thing you know there's more and more coming I mean I have five daughters and you have four sons and a daughter Pastor Jason has one son it's a lot of work it's a lot of work it's it a lot like of, he's you know it's like one is awesome <laughs> But uh, it feels like a lot more. I don't have any Parenting, boys. I, can, I, can I tell you something? Parenting is the hardest thing on the planet. It is. And I love what you said. You got to be grounded. You need a spiritual community just for 
for help because there's more instruction that comes with a washing machine than a kid, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So how do you stay grounded? How is it that you lead your family? You have five boys, right? Four. Four boys. I keep, right, right. Man, maybe I'm prophesying or something. No, <laughs> <laughs> Those days are over, buddy. Those days are over. Kitchen's closed. Kitchen's closed. Those days are over. Now, how do you do it? Like, you have a full-time job. You're in a stressful job as an officer. 37 cadets under you, like you said. Yeah, yeah. How do you do it? How do you balance it all? Pray first, right? Okay. I pray first, and then I just ask God to give me the capacity to uh, to be able to lead my 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 children, to lead my family. And what what I mean by that overall, you know, that just to keep it simple is, you know, not just what I want to do, but help me to consider others. You know, my kids don't want me to come in. I'll be like, every day I get them an excuse, I'm tired. Mm. How many times you want to hear that, right? And then I start putting myself into, I'm just being transparent. I put myself in a comparison, a competition with my wife. Like, oh, they getting this from her. What are they getting from me? At least that's what the devil want me to think. Mm. Right? And I was like, ah, I ain't listening to that. Right? But I, I know that when I pray first, God gives me the capacity that when I come home, you know, um, an hour, maybe an hour and a half. I'm not telling you I got to spend the whole day with them, but you don't know how much of an impact that you can have on someone's life, especially your own children with just that one hour. You know, and packing everything in that one hour. I mean, giving them time and attention, you know. So I think that's the first thing. I pray first. I ask God. But then I do it. Mm. You know, I don't just I don't just talk about it. I do it. You know, because one thing that was that's big on me, um, we all grew up differently. Obviously, my children are growing up different than the atmosphere that I grew up. And I'm loving it. Right. At the same time, I want to have some kind of influence in their life. Right. And so I have to try to connect with them on the level that they are. Yeah. I can't try to connect with them on the level that I think is best for me. And sometimes I think as parents, we get caught up into that. We get caught into being like, I'm going to show them what I was taught when I was younger. Now, understanding that times change and children are into different things. For me, I have different age groups, you know. Um, so Miles is 15, you know. Um, and then Brandon is, is just turned 12. He'll be 13 coming up. I mean, he already acted like he wanted to be 15 because he wanted to be like his big brother. You know, <laughs> love that guy. You know, um, but then, you know, Dylan is 10. He about to be 11. And then we got Jaden, and Jaden is 6. So, you know, you got different levels to, to, to touch on. I can't just come in and they all one age. And I say, you know what, we're going to go outside and shoot some basketball. Because not all of my boys care about basketball, you know. So that may be a way for me to connect with Miles. Like, hey, man, you want to go outside? Or he may come to me and say, hey, Dad, you want to go shoot around? You want to do some drills? You know, Brandon is kind of getting to that age where he like, Dad, you want to go outside, toss the football, or you want to do this? Dylan is more of a drawer. Mm. You know, he does, he like art, you know, or video games. I'm not really a video game person. But for him, I play. Right? I don't know what I'm doing, but I just play <laughs> for, but for him. Because you can be taught a lot. And just that time right there, you know, for me, I get very emotional with that time because, you know, um, it doesn't have to be given to me, you know, for them to allot that time to want to spend time with you. I think we overlook that wow. as a parent. You know, we overlook that time thinking that we are obligated to have a time because we're parents. Like, yeah, well, they always going to be around, but they may not always want to be with you. Wow. Oh, that's a big statement. Yeah. You know, they may not always want to spend any time with you. So you have to take a, you have to take what God is giving you at that moment. I, I heard Excellent. a story uh, from Dr. Jeremiah. He had four kids, two boys and two girls. It was a really interesting story because he was just kind of like what you're talking about. He said he was really into football. So was his sons. So was one daughter. 
But then he had the youngest daughter who was totally different. She was artistic. She was. She doesn't want anything to do with football. And how do you connect with the one does not want to do anything with the rest of them? And he said he had to take time and get to know her where she was, like what she said, and spend time and get to know her. And that is a good parent who are, sees that there is a need for one child that is totally different than the rest of them. Right. Totally different because that child probably will be left out. And why do you think, why, nobody loves me? You know, that middle child syndrome, right? <laughs> nobody cares about me. And it happens so often. It does. And as a parent, we have to make sure that we take time to spend with the one that is just kind of a, you know, like sitting. We have, I have five daughters. I think my middle daughter, uh, number three daughter, Isabella, she was always like the smallest one growing up and we used to wonder like she ever got a girl she was like 12 years old really skinny i said to uh, jennifer a long time ago i said you know I, why she's gonna be ever, ever be like any taller than her come to find out she's like the best volleyball player she is taller and totally different than the rest of them she's athletic and she's different and like i watched her play and i'm like wow where did you get that from i'm like a couple of years ago you were not like that then my other daughter is totally artistic and she, she could just be in a bathtub and reading a book or just drawing or just be in her little world. Forget every She doesn't even care what's going on in the world. But every child is so different. Mm. Every one of them are so different. How do you invest time in each one of them? That's the, yes, it takes a lot. Isn't that the uniqueness, though? Unique, yeah. Right, you know, that's why, like, you know, I really have this pet peeve. Like, when people say, you know, when you have... A variety of children, I say variety or multiple children. Uh, they say, which one is your favorite? And I say, that's that's not a good thing. No, no, you know, that's no, not good. Yeah, I, yeah. I say this all the time. You know, me and my wife had a conversation about that because somebody is like, oh, you know, which one is your favorite? And I always would say, all of them are my favorite because, as you know, and as you grow, they all bring you a, such such a joy in different ways. Yeah. They all bring you such you know inspiration in in a different way. And just to see that, I think that that is the beauty in having all the different children. Because obviously, you know, I was talking to Miles the other day. We talk a we have a lot of conversation, and I was telling him there's something that you offer that 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 my oldest, my daughter Harmony, who's 20, she, she can't offer me. Mm. Right, and there's something that she offered me that that you can't offer me. But mm. if you go down the line, the conversation between me and him, every one of you offer me something different. Yeah, it's, yeah. Favoritism is 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 not healthy. I mean, yeah. kids tend to want to please and achieve and be validated and all these things and affirmed. And if they see there's any preferential treatment, it it backfires every time. You know, I want to say something really quick. I love what you said about your wife, how she grounds you. You know, I remember our pastor saying this years ago, the best thing a husband can do for his kids is to love his wife. Now, that that's kind of like uh, an intentional thing because life is stressful. And like you said, you have to on purpose, regardless of how tired you are or how much you're not interested or your mind is thinking about other things, to include your kids, include your wife, um, uh, lead your kids um, into, uh, into what you're involved in. You know, and I'll just say this one other thing too, Cedric. Um, you know, some people say, oh, it's God and then family and then my, my, my ministry or my work. But 
uh, that sounds good, but actually it's God in my family. It's God in my work. It's God in my ministry. It's, they're not, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a tear. It's like you said, it's like, I want to find God and include them and glorify God in that relationship rather than saying, okay, God, then family, like they're two separate things. No, no, they're one, one thing. Absolutely. You want to comment a little bit about that or just whatever is on your heart? Yeah. I would have I would have totally totally agreed to anyone any parent any family you know invite God in there it is right invite God is. in I mean I I'm still learning and growing but I noticed that when I invited God in the relationship blossomed on its own I wasn't forcing it you see what I'm saying I wasn't like how am I going to be in Miles' life or how are me and my wife going to spend time or whatever and that prayer time matters man prayer time pray with your children you know i made it a point in the beginning of uh of last year i said you know what i'm gonna read a bible uh story to my boys every night now they look forward to it that is a connection there mm-hmm. right not only just that right but things that they involved in i always say to myself well where do i see myself being in there because one when i look at my life yeah i may be an officer and that's good right but what do i bring to the table what do I bring to the table? And I weigh pros and cons all the time. And my daughter leaves tomorrow. She's, she has her own place now. She's moving. And she said to me, you know, one thing that I love is that you always communicated with me. Wow. Beautiful. You know, sometimes people forget how to communicate with their children because we think that we are the adults. But they have a side too, right? And hear them out. Mm. I used to always figure out, you know, it's funny for people that may be my age, why am I getting a whooping? You know, I don't know if whoopings are still popular nowadays, but, you know, I, I was like, why, why am I getting this whooping? It only makes me matter, you know. You However, when you have a, what's the word that I may be looking for? Balance, right? Balance is what I tell my boys. Balance is key. Yes, it is. Right? Priority is key. When you put and you make your family a priority and God is invited in that, how can it not be blessed, right? When you make, you know, like you said, marriage, um, uh, 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 the state ground is a man who loves his wife. They're they're looking at that. Mm, yes. I always look at myself as a trainer, and I teach my boys that you're a trainer, Miles. You're 15. You got three little brothers looking at you, Brandon. You are a trainer. You got two younger brothers, and so on and so on, right? But I'm first, right? I gotta give them something to look at. I gotta mm. give them something to want to follow it's kind of like wives submit to your husbands and then that word get taken out of content it was like oh yeah you're supposed that's to submit to me that's my favorite verse in the bible by the way it yeah. is no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> it was, no. uh, you know can you call leah right now <laughs> by, the way, by the way by the way i think way. we might have a totally different <laughs> A man that has to say that is already lost control. But what you're saying is you're you're loving her, and she wants to submit to the Christ inside of you, right? And, and so, so to, to sum that up, what I'm saying is, is when I looked at that and I fully got total understanding, is give her a reason to want to follow you, there not you submit. What submit as in follow? Why? What does she want to follow someone that's not worthy of being to, to follow? The, the oh, word submit, you know, maybe the, the word submit is like really kind of a, a upset a woman when you she hears the word. It's actually the word covering. 
is what it is, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a you're covering your wife, you're covering your family as a husband. You are covering how. What is the covering from though? Where is it, right? So you about to say it just like that. It's coming. It has to come because it can't be me. No, it's, it's from God. It, it can't be me, right? So it has to be bigger than me. It can't be me. It's just like, look at me. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, who are you? You know what I mean? So it, it's got it to be God in me giving her a reason to, for her to say, wow, this 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 man is worth me following. Yeah. You know? Here's something wild. I, I want to get your input on this. Like sometimes, I mean, I heard this once that uh, when you marry someone, the lifetime of your marriage, you actually are married to seven different people. And and the idea here behind that, before your mind goes racing to other directions, um, there's life changes, right? The honeymoon, you've got the career, you've got the motherhood, you've got all, you know, maybe health issues or or disappointments and successes. You have different stages in the marriage. And I think your I love what you're saying about your kids because your kids are watching you and how you respond. I mean, is it always going to be roses and chocolate? No. And but but in those life changes or in those challenges in the ups and downs, love is a choice. And the way you handle your wife is how the kids are going to handle their future spouse, right? Absolutely. Um, anything you want to say about that? We as a trainer, right? That's what comes to my mind when you say that. That's why I think as a as a trainer that that word sticks out to me because kids only do what they observe. Mm. Right? Or what they see. I'm saying that correctly, right? Mm-hmm. What I see is what I can act out, right? What am I what am I accustomed to? So that's why things have to be trained. You don't naturally have to train a kid to defend themselves mm-hmm. from a young from a young age a baby fights over their, you know, their toys. This is mine. You ain't teach them that. Like, hey, you know, somebody try and pull your toy, you pull it back. You ain't have to teach them that. That's natural, yeah. right? But there are certain things in life that you have to teach them. You have to prepare them. You have to, you know, uh, train. Yeah. You have, to, you have to coach. Coach. You have, to, you, you have to coach. You have to manage. You have to, those things are, I mean, we do that. Didn't I, didn't I, didn't I tell you not to do that? You know, no, 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 no. You know, now some people handle it different ways, but if you think about it, you're actually training them as they grow. So, as, as I, if, if I'm training them, I have to coach, I have to manage, but I also have to manage myself. Oh, wow. and, and there, I mean, think about what you're saying. I mean, and you are <laughs> uh, a helicopter parent is just running around their kid trying to control all of the outcomes, but a trainer is teaching them how to think. Mm-hmm. And they, like you said, they need a good example. Maybe not a perfect example because that's impossible. But like saying I'm sorry to my kids when I fail, right? Or when I mess up, Beautiful. or when I get angry, I'm like, hey, you know, I, da- you know, dad made a mistake here. Like that honesty, and then also with with your wife, you know, you know, not arguing with your wife in front of your kids is, is a is a very good thing. But sometimes it happens, and then just being honest and apologetic, but also. Uh, leading your kids and your family through the difficulties. Like, okay, we have a financial difficulty. Let's pray. Okay, we have a relational issue. Let's pray. Uh, we have a problem here or we have a success here. Let's thank God. Like one thing I do with my kid every night, I say, okay, Carson, um, what can we thank God for today? Mm. And he talks about macaroni and, and all his food because he loves food. But I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it, but... Let's go a little deeper, you know. <laughs> Takes a little while, but right, right. you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, absolutely cool. Anything do. you want to add to that? You know, I, I was just listening to you, and it was really kind of dawned on me, like, in my life, what I've, one thing that I, when I look back, 
what I now I realize is two words when you look at First Corinthians thirteen, the middle of the chapter. There's two words: patient and kind. Mm. And it's something that a lot of men don't get it, with, whether with your children or your spouses. It's the two words that it took a long time for me to learn personally. Like, wow, if I could have focused on those two things, things could have been much different, you know, mm. in my life. But, you know, when you look at those two words, you realize, like, how easy you could misread things in life and not focus on kindness and patience in your relationship with your children and your family. And if you have that, then how much more beautiful it goes as you go forward in life. You know, you know, one thing that comes to my mind that, <laughs> as both of you were speaking, that, that really hit me was that as I'm growing in my walk, humility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it's not easy. It's not easy. But you, you said, you know, about being honest. My children know that if I'm in the wrong, I'm going to go to them. And I'm going to tell them that I'm wrong. Mm. It takes humility Absolutely. to understand when you are wrong. It takes humility to go to your wife after you want to be seen as something and say, you know what, you was right. I apologize. As a father, as a mm. husband, as a friend, as anything, relationship, it takes communication. To lay down that, to show your kids, I mean, and you learn that from your kids as well. Yeah. And I think that going back to the previous question, what they observe, if that's what they're observing, humility, love, patience, kindness, you know. Yeah. You know, these things just make me think of my wife, right? She always exemplifies that. She yeah. exhibits that to, to them and, and makes sure that they stay. Am I, am I saying that she's perfect? I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying oh. overall. Yeah, I, I was going to send her the link to this podcast. <laughs> now, now I'm not going to do go it. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You know, she's hey, perfect. I love you. Kim is a I love you. I mean, you know, she's a warrior with all those great guys. Absolutely, you have. absolutely, he's the best. Can I read a verse here? I love this verse in First John. First um, John chapter two. It says this. It says uh, verse twelve. It says, "I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven, for His name's sake." I write unto you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. And I write unto you young men because you have overcome the wicked one. And I write unto you little children because you have known the father. And then it goes into it again. I have written to you fathers because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you young men because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. And I love these verses because this is this is family. This is the atomic family. Mm. I mean, there's dysfunctional families, there's blended families, there's broken families, mm. but there's no excuse not to lead your family. And that and I love what you said earlier. It's like okay, if I have X amount of minutes with my kid or uh, I want to maximize those that time to invest this scriptural premise but also just to say hey i love you i accept you uh, i'm with you i'm not perfect but i'm going to god and getting what i need so that i can give you uh the best from from god and um closing comments cedric uh wow this podcast has gone by like a jet plane here but what what would you say to dads maybe dads that are struggling uh, or and then maybe those that are you know just kind of like hey nothing's working or, or any any last comments for for dads um or any, whatever you want to say I, I would I would probably just say um what's on my heart is always to pray first uh, I I would always say pray first and be led by God you have to be the the model 
you know. So I would say pray first, continue to pour, and, and let God do the rest. Let God work in you and through you, you know, to be used. Don't try to be mighty man, you know. Don't try to be Superman. some super guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, some. I mean, myself included, sometimes I try to be super dad, you know. And I'm like, yeah, you know, but but. When I allow God in and I invite a man and I just ask him to try to work in me and through me and give me the capacity, I see things work somewhere in his time, mm. not my time, in his time. You know, I'm like, oh, by this time. No, 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 no. In his time. So be patient. Wow. Be be genuine. Oh, know? that's a big you one. You know, yeah, I mean. Be genuine. That's... Be genuine, you know, and and, mm. and transparent with yourself. You know what I mean? No, no, you may not be the best parent, but that doesn't mean that it stops. That's just the beginning. The mm. beginning is acknowledging where growth can happen, yeah. right? And sure. isn't it true, like, uh, it's just like any good professional. You, Your people will grow to the measure that you grow. So we're constantly in a place of growth. Absolutely. Training. And uh, again, maybe the last thing I'll just say, mm. would you like that? That was good. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Uh, but like be in the moment with your kid, right? Absolutely. Don't promise the ice cream and not, you know, don't threaten your kid. But in the sense of just, um, you know, be in the moment with him, discipline him in love, and then be in the moment and celebrate what he's celebrating, you know? That's true. Right, Atoll? Yeah, absolutely true. So as we close... You want to close? Yeah, sure, yeah. I'm a good closer, right? I'm usually the one trying to close. <laughs> yeah, no, let me close today. <laughs> you are the closer. Yeah, I'm the closer. You're the no, alpha I'm, closer. I'm... <laughs> I don't know. know. It's too much coffee today. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever that term is. I don't know what that the means. Alpha closer. <laughs> what? Alpha closer. Like, 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 I'm like, scared of my head. Did I need to hit you, bro? <laughs> no. Okay, sorry so for all of you people listening yeah, to us. Yeah, all seriousness. Um... If you are a father listening to this podcast, just think what Cedric said. You know what? Love your children. Show affection. Give them a hug. He or she. Just take time in your course of a day and just acknowledge them that they're special. A lot of times as parents, as father or mothers, we take everything and we forget about tiniest little things because that's what those kids need. It's just a little moment knowing that they're loved, and that goes a long way. So thank you, Cedric, thank you. for uh, joining us, and uh, just a lot of laughter. Oh, my <laughs> Me goodness. Alpha Closer. <laughs> He's the beta closer here. <laughs> I don't know oh what that means. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you, know, while, you know, it's so good what you're saying here. <laughs> we love them while we have them because they're on loan, right? Yeah. They're on <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got to close without any interest. <laughs> no, that's a whole other thing. The money you spend, the money is. But you know what? You're right. <laughs> you know what? Kids are only here for a season in our lives. Uh, just enjoy every minute that you get a chance, because you know what? When they get older, you know you might not see them for a while because they have their own lives. And all you have is those memories, and make sure they're good memories mm. with your family, because there's nothing like uh, parents who live in, in regrets. Yeah. And regrets takes really a hard, takes a really yeah. a place in your heart where you think about it all the time. So if you are one of those parents and going through difficulty with your kids, just fix it and just say, you know what, I love you. I want to spend as much time as I can with you. So with that. Yeah, um, invest the right stuff. I mean, so, you can't you can't fix what happened, but invest today 
with the right stuff, yeah. right? It's always today and tomorrow. Love looks forward, yeah. right? Love looks forward. So that's why. We're, amen, Cedric. Amen. God bless you. <laughs> Thanks for being with us today. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Have an awesome day in the Lord. And remember, God is faithful, even when we're not. God is faithful. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Your feedback is always welcome. Thank you.